Blog Talk Radio. Good morning, my minions. <clears throat> my name's Tom Marquis, El Presidente. I am your captain. I am your fearless leader. Over the next hour, hour and a half or so, I'll be guiding you through some of the biggest stories in sports, giving my spin on it and uh, take on it. Also joining me here in just a moment is going to be Adam Jividani standing by in the Balance Grant Green Room, green room uh, Super Ohio State. Buckeye saying, as we recently learned, a super duper duper. We added the duper last week. Uh, Cavaliers fan, <laughs> and of course the Browns fan. Great, a great win uh, this weekend over the Browns. We're going to talk a little bit of NFL. Ed Kratz can't join us. Our normal uh, NFL contributor uh, today uh, to prior obligations. So uh, we're going to it's going to be Adam and I, and then it's going to be you and I, and we'll just see what's going on in, in the world of racing. As as Steve can't join us. But the good thing about it is we are all here, <laughs> ready to go. 917-889-8516 is our digits. My name is Tom Mark with El Presidente. Don't forget to follow us, and I, and I got too many buttons going, so nonetheless. Nonetheless. We'll be right back. We'll be ready to kick things off right here on the Balance Radio Network. The Air National Guard is a reserve component of the United States Air Force and serves alongside active duty Air Force members in times of a national crisis. In addition, the Air Guard serves the state and local community in a wide range of capacities. The reason people join the Air Guard is as diverse as our members and includes such reasons as a deep desire to serve their country, money for college, travel, new job skills, and the pride that goes along with belonging to the greatest military organization in the world. I joined because I felt a calling to serve my country, but I didn't want to be far away from my family, so the Indiana Air National Guard was a perfect fit for me. With over 95 different career opportunities to choose from and 100% paid college tuition to any state-funded college, why not give us a call? Call 1-800-841-3103 or visit online at goang.com to find out more. Again, that's 1-800-841-3103. The Air National Guard, guarding America, defending freedom. Morning face. You get it when you don't sleep well. This is what happened to Linda. Morning, guys. Good morning. Ah, what is that thing? It's me, Linda. Oh, my God, it talks. Run! No, it's me, Linda, from HR. It looks hungry. Save the children. Save them. Stay back. I've got mates. Ow, they're my eyes. Quit moving. It's called beauty sleep for a reason. 
And there's never been a better time to get some. Get 20% off IKEA salt and mattresses. IKEA. Love your home. Oh, hi. Uh, hey. I've seen on the board, do you guys have Black Rifle Coffee here? <laughs> no, I'm sorry. We only carry good small batch coffee here. Well, it is great small batch coffee. Well, that really can't be unless it's fresh roasted, so, um, you know. Well, it is fresh roasted. I don't, I don't think you know what that means. You know what this is? This is Masa Le Pique, which, of course, in the Indonesian language, oh, let me finish. In the Indonesian language, it's weasel coffee. You just made that up. No, it's been passed through their digestive tract. That's disgusting. And then it's nature's wet processing. Yeah, but is it good? I mean, it's all right. Are they investor philanthropists? Do they support good causes? Yeah, tons of causes. Veterans causes and first responder causes, but it doesn't matter because they make good coffee. So that's what I'm wanting. Do you have any? You know what? Actually, I'm, I'm just going to order it. They make it fresh and roasted. Okay. Right. Black Rifle Coffee. It's good. song monster uh so uh adam there you go we were supposed to have it for you last week and we didn't do it so that's why we did uh we probably broke a a for us that are professionally trained in radio a rule of of doing back-to-back bumpers but today it must must have needed to be it needed to be done and of course couldn't fight because it's the showdown in the big pen today adam jividan how are you doing so Welcome aboard. You ready to you ready to do this thing? I I'm I'm ready to go, man. Let's do it. Well, I'd ask you if you have your black rifle coffee, man, but I'd hate to I'd hate to see you on coffee, man. That'd be that might not be good for anybody. <laughs> <laughs> I tell you what, blackriflecoffee.com, check it out. Uh, I know you buy a bag and give a bag. I got a friend whose uh, son is on a destroyer in the Navy, and that's all they service black rifle coffee. So when you buy a bag of coffee. You don't, and you get a bag donated uh, to law enforcement, first responders, military, uh, what have you. And great organizations for the veterans. Check out their all their merchandise. They got all kinds of cool stuff: coffee mugs, t-shirts, hats. BlackRifleCoffee.com. All right, Adam, let's get into this. And we're, we're certainly one of the games of the week that we want to talk about today is Ohio State and Wisconsin. Big matchup in the Big Ten. Of course, Wisconsin coming in at two and one. And the Bucks, Buckeyes are at three and zero. Oh. 
As I always do, sir, I give you the reins for a minute or so so that you can run with your Ohio State Buckeyes. Break down the Ohio State Buckeyes side of it, and then we'll break down the, the game. We'll get into some of these other games. Adam, what say you, sir? Yeah, that sounds great. I, I, I mean, the Ohio State-Wisconsin game really just comes down to uh, what we're going to be looking for on the Ohio State side of the ball is the continued progress of the defense. Uh, the defense, is, as many people know, their college football fans has been, uh, well, for better, lack of a better word, absolutely atrocious for the last two seasons. Um, and so far, through three games, has looked much improved. Uh, we've seen players step up um, that, you know, young players like Jack Sawyer um, and JT Tuimolau, um, they stepped up to, to start to become that next wave of, of defensive ends. Um, in the vein of the Bosa's and, and Chase Young, hopefully. Um, and then we've seen a phenomenal linebacker play um, through three games. Uh, where there's been a little left to be desired is is we've, we've left some plays on the field um, with our secondary. You know, they were returning um, a, lot of, a lot of young guys that started last year that are still young. So one of our starting corners, Denzel Burke, is still only a true sophomore. Um, but he's he's made while he's made some good plays he's also made a fair share of bad ones. Um, the thing is is I don't know that 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 with Graham Mertz at quarterback I don't know that Wisconsin is going to be able to capitalize on that. I think Ohio State their run defense on the season is giving up like 66 yards per game, and that's what Wisconsin's bread and butter is and has been for as long as I can remember. Um, and I just don't think Wisconsin's going to be able to run the ball. Um, the offense for Ohio State is is just insane. If you've watched much Ohio mm-hmm. State, um, the guy that has has absolutely shined this season is not Jackson Smith Najigba, um, who many people expect to be the number one receiver taking this upcoming draft. The, the receiver that shined, and largely because JSN has been injured, has been Marvin Harrison Jr., a name that everyone in Indianapolis everybody knows. Marvin Jr. Harrison Jr. Yes, but absolutely. But Marvin Harrison Jr. is is I mean I don't want to say he's better than his dad. His dad's going to be a first ballot Hall of Famer, but he's six four and built like mm-hmm. he's chiseled from granite, and you can't keep <laughs> that kind of size. Like that was the thing about Marvin Harrison Sr. is Marvin Harrison Sr. was scoring all those touchdowns being like five eleven, and then you throw his son out there who's got five inches on him, and it's just but- it's just not fair. And then C.J. Stroud is, is just showing his incredible precision, um, throwing the ball. Uh, there was a pass that they completed for a touchdown last week against Toledo. And Toledo, by the way, Toledo is no slouch. They're expected to win 10 games and win the max. Um, they are no, they're, they're, they're a pretty good team. We, we talked about that last week. Well, it's going to be a – game in the in the in the Big Ten. Uh, obviously number three Ohio State Buckeyes are welcoming the unranked, yet unranked, we should say, Wisconsin Badgers. I expect that to change as the season lo- goes along. They're to Ohio Stadium, Big Ten play on Saturday. The visitors from America's Dairy Land may have stumbled early in the non conference, but make no doubt about it, Adam, the Badgers are still bring a sharp attack and pungent defense, the likes of which the Buckeyes have not seen uh, since they faced off against Notre Dame. Yes, uh, uh, Toledo was a, was, is a good team, but Ohio State, I mean, meanwhile, they shredded, grilled, fried, burned, cubed, melted, and toasted 
the T- Toledo Rockets. 77-21, man. Could you, could you go easy on them a little bit last week? Uh, but uh, I, I would say it's not going to happen this week uh, with the uh, Wisconsin Badgers. And as they say, sweet dreams are made of cheese. So what kind of uh, – let's talk about the other side of the fence here, and let's talk about the Wisconsin Badgers. We don't need those stinking Badgers, but you have some stinking Badgers, some uh, people from cheese. I can only find so many uh, acronyms and metaphors to use for something from Wisconsin, but they do have hell of a good cheese curds. Go right ahead, sir. What are your thoughts on the Wisconsin Badgers? Yeah, you know, Wisconsin, again, Graham Mertz is like the highest-ranked quarterback they have ever had in their program. And the thing is is that Mertz will make like seven or eight great plays, and then he'll make like two or three just absolutely boneheaded throws. Um, And that's kind of lived for the entire last – this entire season and and start of this season. Um, When he he makes these great plays, but when he gets under extreme – like pressure, consistent pressure from the outside – he will get he'll get pressure on making bad throws that usually lead to bad interceptions, um, and that's what I think we'll see. Uh, they they have a running back who's phenomenal, as in the Wisconsin vein, Braylon Allen, one of the best running backs in college football. Um, but I again I don't know that that they're going to be able to run on this Ohio State defense. I just don't I just don't see it. The way that they swarmed the ball is going to be tough, and and Wisconsin. Wisconsin's hope is to keep this this game low scoring. Um, if they can keep Ohio State out of the end zone um, through or as often as possible, obviously, I don't think you're going to hold them out of the end zone. But if they can keep them out, maybe like only scoring, you know, seven between seven and fourteen points in the first half, that's going to give Wisconsin a chance. Um, they want mm-hmm. to try to slow the ball, slow the game down, use as much of the, the play clock as possible. And if they're using three downs to get that first down, they'll love it. So that's what they're going to really be trying to do is limit the number of possessions that the Ohio State offense gets, very similar to the game plan that Notre Dame employed. Um, but, again, I just, I just don't know that Wisconsin is going to keep it up. Um, Ohio State had a little bit of rust in that first game um, that you saw. And I think it, we're going to see something more to the tune of like a – 42, 45 to 17 mm-hmm. type score, mm-hmm. um, which is what I kind of expect for the Wisconsin Ohio State matchup. Well, it's blackout, uh, so I mean, what a what a way to start the season! Uh, you guys will be wearing your blackout to uniforms, uh, so you know what a better way to ring in the 110th season of the Big Ten than some sort of a themed fanfare. I've not seen a blackout blackout game yet with Ohio State. Seems interesting. So maybe tell us. I, I uh, have non- black jersey, oh. Tom. I will show you mine. Okay, sounds good. Well, the DraftKings spread on the game is nineteen and a half. If you're asking my uh, professional betting opinion, but so please don't do that. I only bet novicely. I only make like eighty dollars a week, if that. If that. But the spread on the DraftKings nineteen and a half. Um, I think I'd stay away from this game if you guys were a betting person. All right. Any final thoughts or words of wisdom on Ohio State, Wisconsin? No. Ohio State wins. Just keeps the ball rolling next week. 
Keep it rolling. Keep it rolling. Well, let's talk about the number uh, 24 Gators, 2-1 and one going into the number 11 Tennessee Volunteers. Uh, obviously, that's Tina. Uh, <laughs> that's Melissa's team. Uh, I don't know who Tina is. really have no idea. This came out. Uh, that's uh, Tennessee is Melissa's team, so we'll be watching that game for sure. Uh, but let's get the highs and the lows of the Gators at the Tennessee Volunteers. Tennessee, they they may have found a coach that they can hold on to for a while, and Josh Heupel. Um, they they honestly have their their first big time stud recruit in a while coming next year um, in a stud quarterback from California. But you know Tennessee, the last few years. They have been in so many big games against Alabama and Georgia and Florida, and they will be close, and they lose it in the fourth quarter. And the question that a lot of Volunteers fans are asking is, is this the year we can finally start to get over the hump and maybe make some noise in the SEC East? And I think it could happen. Uh, After week one, a ton of media was on the – Anthony Richardson hype train, he's the quarterback from the University of Florida, thinking he could be as high as, like, the number three overall recruit. And then that came crashing back to earth the next two weeks because the kid can't throw the ball with the dart. Um, but he has physical tools. Like, he's just he's not accurate at all. Um, and so I think the thing is that, again, Tennessee, if they can keep Richardson – away from turning broken plays into touchdowns, Tennessee's got a really good shot. Um, I am curious with this game in particular because Tennessee has, like, quietly moved their way up towards the top ten. Um, are they mm-hmm. that good? I don't know. Like, we, we just don't know. No different than we don't know be, with uh, that team up north because – they have played the worst schedule in college football. Now, this is the test for Tennessee. If Tennessee, and in a lot of people, even though they are the higher-ranked team, a Tennessee win over Florida would be an upset because of the, 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 the roster talent that Florida has on paper is greater than that of Tennessee. But I want to see – and what I've seen from Tennessee, which is admittedly not a, not a ton – they seem to play a lot more disciplined team football. And team football, when it's close, can trump, can trump individual talent all day long. And I think that's what happens today, is I think we have a team of Tennessee players that it's – it's not no-name players, but it's not a lot of players that have national recognition that will mm-hmm. step up, and I think they get the win over Florida today. And then, and then they can put pressure on potentially being that second-best team in the conference, in the, or not in the conference, excuse me, in the division in the SEC East this year, which would be a massive step in the right direction for them. Right. Well, here's the thing, Adam. Playing with expectations is a very funny thing. When your team is bad, you don't have to worry about it. The Tennessee Volunteers, for the most part of the past five years, have not had this issue. The team really hasn't won enough to aspire to big goals. Uh, so 
But that officially changed, has officially changed. Tennessee is currently 3-0 ranked, 11th in the AP poll, and is the clear favorite visiting the Florida Gator rink, 20th in the same poll. That's right. The team who lost 16 of the 17 in the series is now the obvious favorite to win the game. Not only does Tennessee have the pressure of a good season to live up to, uh, they've got more than the unique pressure of winning a game than, you know, so often they don't, I guess. So why is Tennessee the darling of the rating systems? Why why are they so confident about the, the volunteers this game? Um, I, I don't know, but Tennessee is the clear favorite on that. What, do you, what are your thoughts on that? I mean, you know, clearly the Tennessee Titans, boy, I, I got a problem today. Clearly, the Tennessee Volunteers. We haven't even got to the NFL yet. Uh, Clearly, the uh, Tennessee Volunteers don't have a big bragging stone to stand on. Uh, So, what? We'll we'll break that question down. What What makes them so bullish uh, in the in the rating systems? What makes the why 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 are they liked so much in the rating system? We'll put it that way. I think I think a lot of it is they they haven't they've won and they've won in a way that they should have been expected to win. Like what I mean by that is like it's one thing when like let's just say a ranked team plays um, a, a team from a smaller conference, let's just say the MAC or the Mountain West, and they win mm-hmm. and they win, but it's it's ugly. You know, it maybe has some turnovers, it has lots of penalties and things like that. For the most part, Tennessee's played a pretty clean season so far. Um, they've won. They haven't had moments where you're like, what the heck is going on? Um, and I think <laughs> Tennessee is one of those teams, too, that the media loves to get behind and hope that they are, quote, unquote, back. We see this every year out of a handful of teams. Um, Tennessee, Miami, USC of late, um, Texas. And so because of that name recognition, they get an instant bump over, over other schools that may have a better record um, or have played maybe a more challenging road with better results that doesn't have that kind of name, right? So I think of like a Wake Forest. Like Wake Forest has the same record as Tennessee, but Tennessee is, mm-hmm. is eight slots ahead of Wake, even though Wake right. maybe probably even played a better schedule. So far, yeah, we're gonna because, we're gonna get into that game here. Wake Forest, we're gonna get in. I would oh, say isn't 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 as much of a football name as Tennessee is, right? So I think that that does factor into it. Like, how many years have we seen Texas get overranked? Like, yeah, badly. Or this yeah, year so ready. far, Notre Dame. Yeah, we're getting ready to talk about that Wake Forest game. The the draft. Uh, King's uh, spread on this is ten and a half. The money line is uh, plus two ninety uh, at Florida. So uh, you, you know you might put some money down five dollars for, for Florida to cover. But I, I clearly think that this is going to be a a good game, a close game. I think it's going to be somewhere around uh, thirty one twenty three. Um, I really, you know, at the beginning of the season when we were looking at games, I was just I didn't think I'd be picking Tennessee, but. And, you know, well, not because just Melissa likes Tennessee, but I didn't see it happening. But now I guess if I'm going to follow the chalk rule, which I don't typically do anyway, but I'm going to go ahead and go against what I thought at the beginning of the season. I think Tennessee wins this by 31-23. What are your thoughts? Who wins? Who doesn't? I, I, 
I just don't believe personally in Richardson, the Gators quarterback, to make good decisions. Like, he's got a ton of talent. I just don't know that it's, like, he needs more experience to, like, know when to make the right decisions. And I think Tennessee comes out on top in a close game. I'm, and, and I think it'll be somewhere in the vein of, like, a 24-21 um, or 27-24, like, something like that. Like, it'll be close, and it'll probably be one at the end. So, uh, does Tennessee get Cedric Tillman back? That's a big factor as well. There's the Tillman factor. Yeah, and there's just yeah. I I I think like I said, I don't. I think without knowing, because I know Florida has some banged up players as well. I checked their their injury report. Um, I I'm not entirely sure. We don't we don't know. Several guys are game time decisions, and obviously game time decisions could dramatically change the outcome of this right. game. Um, but all things being equal, from what we know right now, I've got Tennessee on top. All right, well, let's talk uh, about uh, Wake Forest versus Clemson. Uh, certainly, uh, let's talk and de- break that down, uh, and then we'll get into some of the other games of the day, uh, and we'll talk some NFL while we still got you as well. Uh, but certainly the, the injuries that, that Clemson is most concerned about is David or Thomas, uh, Justin Foster, and, and Ryan Brees, uh, Wake Forest, Jacob Zur. Um, so those are some – Things there. I'm going to let you uh, go because you started the preview of the uh, number five Clemson against the number uh, 21 Wake Forest Demon Dinkins uh, at noon today. That's the ABC game uh, out in Winston-Salem, North Carolina. Of course, uh, Clemson on the road there. A lot to talk about on this game, especially when you're talking about what we see on paper. So what are your thoughts there, Adam? All right. So first off, I did want to mention um, Brian Bercy, the, the stud defensive end from Clemson, is not injured. Um, he is missing this game because his sister passed away from cancer um, this last oh, week. Oh, man, so, sad, sad. Yeah, yeah. So that's, that's one. Just keep, keep their family in, in, your, in your thoughts and prayers. That's, I can't fathom yeah. um, how hard yeah, that absolutely. would be. But, yeah. but <laughs> I, that's I, – I mean – if we're just talking football, personal side aside, personal things aside, you know, we hope for the best for the Bercy family, but yeah. he's a big loss on that Clemson defensive line. I mean, he's anticipated to be a first-round pick in this upcoming NFL draft, probably in the top 20. Um, and, he's, I mean, he's, they're going to feel his loss. Um, Wake Forest under Dave Clawson has put together really, really good offense. Um, their quarterback, Sam Hartman, Look at his stats last year. Dude threw for, like, almost 4,000 yards, and, and nobody knew about it. Like, it just – like, he, he posted some tremendous stats, um, and, and he will be playing. Um, from what I understand, um, he's been dealing with some blood clot issues, which is always scary, but my understanding is he is set to play. Things have passed. Um, he's played the last couple of weeks. I think Wake Forest pulls off so far – one of the biggest upsets of the season when they beat Clemson today. Uh, Texas almost had it. Um, they would have held on to beat Alabama without some of that good old home cooking from the SEC officials because, uh, my gosh, Bryce Young was down. But, whatever. Um, but no, I, I do. I think Wake Forest wins this game. Um, they, they have been inching under Clawson steadily closer to, to putting themselves in contention for the ACC for the last couple of years, 
And I think this may be the year that they just outright win it. Um, and, and depending on how things go the rest of the way, they could be a team that, that slides into the New Year's Six and maybe even playoff contention. Um, I, I know Clemson has more talent. They've just looked disjointed ever since Trevor Lawrence left. Um, it's just like they just don't – they just they, – worst-looking good team I've ever seen. Like, they just, they, they just, you know, they have talent. They, it just, it just doesn't look like it, it just doesn't run efficiently. You know, it'd be like a sports car with like a clanky engine where you like look next to it. You're like, man, that thing's beautiful. And then it revs up. And you're like, something wrong. <laughs> like I just, it's hard to put your finger on it. And I do think a lot of that traces back to the fact that they have been, have lost coordinators, which are a big deal. And and the, some of those coordinators maybe hid some of the the struggles that Dabo Sweeney has as a head coach. You know, he gets a lot of credit, but they won two two national titles on two generational quarterbacks with Deshaun Watson and Trevor Lawrence. We'll see how great of a coach uh, Dabo is now that he not only has to replace those quarterbacks, but he's also replacing those coordinators that helped him get that. Mm-hmm. So. Right. I don't know. I think Wake pulls the upset, and if they pull the upset, they will rock it up the top 25. Well, absolutely, and we're going to get into the top 25 games here in just a second. But the money line DraftKings money line goes to Wake Forest, so if that, if that means anything to you, and the Wake Forest is the, the team to, to look at when you do your DraftKings pick, by the way. Go to DraftKings, download the app. Adam, I know you're not a real big uh, betting game, but, uh, you know, do it for fun if you want to. Hey, let's get into these. Uh, the, what's that? I said I am not. I, I feel like that would be dangerous for me. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I get it. Honestly, if you, you know, it's, it's not for everybody. And honestly, I, I do it for fun. I do the races and some games, and I do the NFL. Most of the races – uh, but I, I do like $5 bets here. $5. But funny story, when I'm digressing here. T- two weeks ago, when the Titans and the Giants were playing, the first time I ever put money inside of a game during the game was halftime. And I put $5 on the Giants to win. They were already behind. I'm like, okay, I, I'm not going to contribute to help the, the Tennessee Titans. And I, I totally walked away from that game. And then later on in the afternoon, I got my DraftKings alert. And I made like 60 bucks because – uh, the Giants won by one point. So there you go. Sometimes there is that. So DraftKings, check them out, DraftKings.com. All right, let's uh, talk about, uh, well, you see ass-whipping in the making. It's already made. Kitt State in Georgia, it's there on the schedule today. That's why we're even talking about it. But what are your thoughts? Yeah, uh, Georgia wins by, like, 60. <laughs> we don't need to talk about that one, do we? Uh, but here's, here's another Big Ten matchup. As, as we talked about, named our show, uh, shootout in the Big Ten. We were mostly referring to Ohio State and Wisconsin. But here's another one to keep our eyes on, the team up north and Maryland. Uh, and I referred to the team up north affectionately, vicariously through Adam. Uh, and we referred to Michigan. Uh, uh, but uh, Maryland and Michigan, uh, certainly Maryland is on the road at, at Michigan in another Big Ten battle. Yeah, you know – we don't really know how good they are up north. Yeah, they like if you look at their scores, you're like, wow, they're beating everybody so bad. But then they literally have the worst strength of schedule in, in all of college football. They have played 
so Hawaii is ranked as the, the worst team in all of college football. Colorado State is the third worst team in all of college football. And then I don't remember who they played last week. It's like the fourth worst team in all of them. Like they've literally played the bottom 10. And that's it. Right. Do I think Maryland right. will win? No, I don't think Maryland will win. But I'm curious to see now that they're playing a team that has a pulse because Maryland has been putting up points under Tuolio Tagovailoa. That's Tua's younger brother is the starting right. quarterback at Maryland. Like, if Maryland can be in a close game, do we see some quarterback controversy maybe a little bit from Harbaugh? Um, you know, he announced J.J. McCarthy was the starter, even though Cade McNamara helped lead them to the playoffs last year. Um, but That's who I think J.J. McCarthy was a higher-ranked quarterback. So, yeah. could I there talking be about trouble that in Harbor? I think so. Yeah, I, I think so. I, and about the quarterback controversy, I, I, I don't see Harbaugh making a big major change. I was listening to people talk about that this week. So I would look for a major change inside the quarterback role at Michigan, at least just yet. Let's talk about Central Michigan and Penn State. Penn State number 14. I certainly one of the powerhouses in the Big Ten as well. Uh, don't see a big struggle here. Uh, Mich- Central Michigan is one and two. Uh, they're, you know, this is just the – one of those games that you play to you play to play, uh, but it's it's not a game of importance one way or the other for Penn State. But I certainly look like Penn, look, I expect Penn State to control this game at home. Yeah, absolutely. You know, I, I think Penn State wins the game. They came off of I mean they they just like hammered Auburn last week, um, just physically just punched them in the teeth. Um, and and I just think Penn State I think Penn State wins this game like easily by running away. Everybody has a plan until somebody punches you in the mouth, right? <laughs> That's absolutely. Hey, and he, Auburn did not have a plan. Yeah, we, we like Baylor. We like the Bears. You and I talked to, about them a, a lot. They play Iowa State. Uh, certainly Baylor's coming in at 17. They're on the road against Iowa State. Uh, you know, that that over-under is, is 45 for that game when the DraftKings look. Uh, so, yeah, there's another comfortable bet for you to, to do for Baylor to both cover and win. Uh, but uh, Baylor, Iowa State, what are your thoughts? Uh, Iowa State, you know, every year, uh, Dan, uh, not Dan Campbell, that's the head coach of the of the Detroit Lions. <laughs> that is me today, buddy. <laughs> it's the head coach of Iowa State. Um, he always brings good, disciplined, defensive first teams to Ames, Iowa. And I think that's what they have again this year. But I uh, last year they had their offense could ride on Brees Hall. Um, not the case this year. He's with New York. Are you there? They just could not have lost. Oh, can you hear me? Yeah, I can hear you now. You're good. Go ahead. Okay. I think Baylor lost that game earlier in the year that they just they should not have lost that game, and it's kind of taken some of the sizzle out of this this matchup, um, I do think Baylor wins. I think they are going to course correct, and I still think they're the best team in the Big 12. So let's go on to the next game. This game here, I've kind of got earmarked as my uh, DraftKings long shot of the game, but uh, very probable. So uh, take this for what it's worth. Rhode Island, Pittsburgh. Rhode Island's going to play a tough game on the road uh, against Pitt. 
Pitt, number 24, obviously ranked. But you look at a quarterback in Hill uh, with Rhode Island, and you look at the wide receiver with Lee, passing game is huge. And if Pitt cannot slow down the, the mammoth passing game that Rhode Island has today, it's going to be disastrous for them at home. So this is that game where I'm saying that this is going to be the upset of the week. Rhode Island uh, beats Pittsburgh, possibly in a close game. The money line does go to Rhode Island, for that matter, for take that for what it's worth. Uh, but uh, Rhode Island and Pittsburgh, good matchup out in Pittsburgh today. Um, what are your thoughts? So I would absolutely love Rhode Island just because Desmond Howard Pitt picked Pitt to make the playoffs. And any time that pit, absolute how many idiot could have picked Pitt Pickle. <laughs> Go yeah, ahead. Oh my gosh. Anytime Desmond Howard looks like it looks like looks like the moron that he is, I'm fine with it. So uh, <laughs> Pitt doesn't look good. Um and, and yeah, Rhode Island has this like air raid offense that they just they just try to go score some points. Um I would love to see the upset. Um, I have not watched a second of Rhode Island. I've just seen down um, in terms of just the over-unders, what they've scored, what they were anticipated to score. Um, could it happen? You bet. Do I think it'll happen? I don't know. I think Keaton Slovis, the pit quarterback, is starting to maybe like maybe find his groove a little bit. Um, and I think Pitt pulls it out. But, again – that's one of those ugly wins that doesn't look good for your long-term prognosis. It is an ugly win um, at <laughs> home against uh, a, a, a smaller conference team. Um, so I think it could be a. I agree. It's going to be. Sure. Yeah, I, I totally agree. It's going to be an embarrassment for Pittsburgh. But I, you know, this is a game that people have been talking about all week. As as hey, you need to look at this game as as a possible uh, upset, and you know. I might put a little money on Rhode Island today. It's not going to be a huge mammoth upset, but, hey, we'll, we'll, we'll see what happens. Another fun game to watch today is going to be Texas and Texas Tech. Look out for Texas Tech Raiders at home. This is a big game for Texas Texas. Even though they're ranked number 22, when they get beat today on the road, they're going to get knocked out of the top 25. Yeah, you know, Texas, everybody just keeps waiting. Again, Texas, when is Texas back? When is Texas back? When is Texas back? They got close against Alabama. And is this the game that they start to slip up again? Uh, maybe. <laughs> you know, um, <laughs> these end these games, these rivalries run deep. And I just I, – I, I get the feeling after Texas lost to Alabama – it just took the wind out of their sails a little bit. This game is going to mean more to Texas Tech than it does to Texas right now. Um, they're just going to want it more. And I think off of that, I think Texas Tech, I think Texas Tech gets the win at home. Um, we've seen that Texas can play some good defense, but can they score the ball? I, I don't know. They may not. They may have to wait until Arch Manning gets there to to go. Hey, we have. <laughs> I literally was just thinking that you read, you, you went into my ears and cleared out the wax and said, "Hey, that's exactly what I was going to say." Okay, so <laughs> I want to get into some NFL while we've still got you on the line here. But before I do that, 
the one game if you're going to simultaneously watch uh, by flipping channels back and forth and commercials or what have you is the Arkansas-Texas A&M game. That is probably the other biggest game outside of the Wisconsin and Ohio State game, both of them playing at the same time. Uh, the Arkansas-Texas A&M game on, on ESPN starts at 7, and your game starts at 7.30 on ABC. Uh, I like this game. This is going to be a great matchup. Arkansas on the road. I like Arkansas a lot. My cousins are big Razorback fans. That's not the only reason. But, hey, Arkansas is, has proven to me that they're the real deal in the SEC. Texas A&M couldn't even uh, beat to Appalachian State. That's either here or there. That's water underneath the bridge. Arkansas goes to Texas A&M and punches them in the mouth today. What are your thoughts? So I really like Arkansas. If you've, if you've listened to our show this season, I really like what Sam Pittman is doing in Arkansas. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And then Texas A&M, again, yeah, they lost to they lost to App State, but then they turned around and beat Miami. Um, Arkansas was losing in the fourth quarter last week, and I, I can't remember their opponent, but it was going to be a shocker. But they, they rallied to win. Um, and I think that was more a result of them looking ahead to this Texas A&M game and just not being focused early in the game um, than it was, uh, you know, a talent issue. I, I have said, especially having seen how Alabama has played, I think they would lose to either Texas A&M or to Arkansas. And I think now, now that there's some chips on the table, I think Arkansas will beat Alabama. Does that mean that they win the SEC West? I don't know because it may be a, a scenario where, you know, because of ties and stuff, the winner goes somewhere else. Who freaking knows? But I, <laughs> I like Arkansas a lot. I think Pittman I is too. a great coach. And I think I, I'm going to record both games. Obviously, I'm going to have more attention on the Ohio State game. But I will be watching and, yeah, doing the, doing the channel flipping um, back and forth. But, yes, yeah, I'm very interested in seeing – what Arkansas does um, in this game. And I think they get the win as they, you know, they're going to keep marching towards the top five um, before we know it, especially if a team like Clemson takes a loss today. Yep. Totally agree. So, yeah, I, I couldn't agree with you more on, on the, on that game. So, Hey, let's get into some NFL games. Why I've still got you here for a few minutes. Great win for the Cleveland Browns. Not such a good day for Anthony Walker. He's going to miss the rest of the season with a torn quad. Jacoby Brissett is your sneaky, sneaky, good quarterback. We knew that when we had him here in the Colts. I don't know why we ever let him go, but that's neither here nor there. Jacoby Brissett and the Browns beat the Steelers at home. Great win. What are your takeaways, sir? Yeah, I mean, losing Anthony Walker hurts a lot. But it does open the door for some of our younger linebackers to step in and, and try to establish themselves. This was probably going to be the last year that Walker was with the Browns more than likely just because of the young linebackers. Like, if we could get Jacob Phillips, who was a rookie last year from LSU, to step up, um, who made some great plays in the fourth quarter. I think the bigger thing for me as a Browns fan that I saw was I got what I expect out of the offense, right? Nick Chubb running over people, um, and Jacoby Brissett playing smart football, getting the ball out quickly to receivers. Najoku had a great night. Amari Cooper did what Amari Cooper was expected to do. Um, and we got the win. The biggest thing out of that is we only held Pittsburgh to three points in the second half. 
that was the best half of defensive football we have played all freaking season besides the first half against Carolina, which was, you know, Carolina was breaking in a new quarterback in Baker, and they didn't know what they were doing. So, but once, once they got into a rhythm, our defense kind of fell apart, and then we fell apart again in the fourth quarter, as everyone knows, against the New York Jets. So hopefully this defensive effort um, could be maintained um, in a week and a half when we play Atlanta um, in week four. Well, let's go to my my miserable Colts. You know, everybody stay in fire, Frank Reich. That's not going to happen, okay? Let's just stop talking about that. That's not going to happen. Now, if we don't make the playoffs, uh, granted, his feet start to warm up like a leather seat on a, in, a, in a car on a cold morning. Believe me, I get it. it, it everybody's frustrated with our Indianapolis Colts, and there's probably nobody that leads the charge more than I do. The Chiefs come to Indianapolis. Well, they're already here for that matter. But the Chiefs are here in Indianapolis. They're a great team. They play well on the road. Uh, the Colts have, have shown me nothing to get encouraged about a win tomorrow would be fantastic. And I, we just got to figure, you know, you call me superstitious, if you will. I am. I, I got to wear my jerseys a certain way. I do my game days a certain thing. I, I tell you what, I'm going to add to my list of, of things that should have never happened. Darius Leonard should not be going by Shaquille. That is a big screw-up. That's a big mess-up. And I'm going to tell you what, he hasn't really played on the field for anybody to call him Shaquille. So that needs to go back so we get our mojo back from, from Darius Leonard, not Shaquille Leonard, even though they're one and the same. Michael Pittman uh, has to get more involved with the game. But honest, honestly, we've got the best running back in the freaking league, Adam. Jonathan Taylor. Why is he not – why are we worried about the passing game? Why aren't we doing the running game? I get off my soapbox, sir. What are your thoughts about – I mean, the the, uh, the Colts and the Chiefs tomorrow? <laughs> Just a little pass. Well, remember when I texted you last week? I texted you last week when the Colts were getting whooped by the Jags. Everybody wants to pile on Frank Reich. At what point does Chris Ballard take some freaking ownership exactly. for this roster? Exactly. Like, I have been harping for, what, Tom, two or three years – Get some freaking wide receivers in the in the building. You can't draft Michael Pittman and then be like, oh, he's our number one receiver. Like, in the second round, you know, the Jets needed a number one receiver. What did they do? They went and drafted Garrett Wilson 10th, and he looked like a number one receiver last week against the Browns, right? You, instead, <laughs> what does Ballard do? He knows that we need you need a left tackle, and what does he do? He takes Quiddy Pay in the first round two years ago, and then what does he do? He takes a second round pick when there were plenty of left tackles on the board, and he goes and drafts another defensive end out of freaking Vanderbilt that was hurt well, could, could, and did not get on the really, field until week ten. Like the problem really, with this court really, team is there's not weapons. I couldn't agree with you more, uh, Adam. What? One of the things, though, uh, Quiddy Pay is, I, I think he's start, starting to finally pay dividends, but I totally agree with you. We've got to move through these games here. Uh, uh, the Eagles are the commanders, and I, I think uh, Ed is not, was one of the reasons he couldn't join us today because he's, he's got some things going on with that game. Love the way the Eagles are playing. Everybody knows the Eagles are my favorite NFC team. I've been following them for years, and Ed is certainly uh, my, my source there with the Eagles. He likes them a lot. He likes what they're seeing. I think the Eagles, 
go to Washington, and, and they're going to struggle a little bit. I like the way the commanders are, are doing. But isn't that funny that Carson Wentz will be leading that quarterback because he couldn't do anything here in Indianapolis. We, we got the recycled water bottle, if you will, from Philadelphia. Now the commanders have him. And he's messing he, up his mojo. But let's be cautious. We're only three games in. So, uh, but the Eagles and commanders, what do you thought? Like, I think the Eagles will win this game. Why does Carson Wentz look better? Because he has Terry McLaurin, well, three. Terry McLaurin, Curtis Samuel, both Ohio State grads, and Jahan Dotson, who they took early in the second round. This just gets back to, if you don't have a quarterback that is an, an upper echelon quarterback, like Aaron Rodgers, Patrick Mahomes, we all know the names, you have to surround him with as much talent on the edges as possible, not just at receiver, but also at, at the tackle spots. And that's what Washington has done. Is they've said, let's surround Carson Wentz with as much talent as we can, and we'll see if we can at least, the talent boost can help make him an average, like a top 18 quarterback. And that's what he's played like so far. Do I think Philadelphia gets the win today, or on Sunday? Absolutely. I think Philadelphia may be the best team in the NFC. I, I, I mean, if you remember back, I... I picked them for the Super Bowl because I think yeah. Tom Brady, somebody's going to hit Tom Brady, and I think he's going to his head's going to pop off his body. Like, I don't know how he's still alive. But I just, I don't, I don't think they, the, the Eagles have the best mix of youth and, and veterans and also a good defense and a really good offense. And I think, I think the Eagles get the win, but those divisional games are tough. Adam, it sounds like you're calling this from the Millennial Falcon. Millennium Falcon. Oh, I am I am driving. My apologies. I thought. No, you're fine. You're fine. Hey, uh, let's just, I'm going to put you on the hot seat. Let's go through these as fast as we can here, and we can just go winner-loss, and we'll winner-winner chicken dinner, if you will. Uh, Bills, Dolphins. Sounds good. Uh, oh, man, that's Bills. a matchup. Bills. <laughs> Bills, okay. Uh, Bengals, Jets. Uh, Bengals getting their first one of the season. Okay, because we're mar- we're marking this down. Melissa's marking this down so that we get, we can uh, uh, take your pick. Can hold it later. <laughs> <laughs> I'm good. <laughs> <laughs> Raiders Titans. Oh, I don't like how the Titans have looked. Raiders. Saints Panthers. Panthers? I, I don't. I don't know that James Winston's back injury is bad. Yeah. You, you sound like you're on a game show trying to spend for a million dollars. Ravens, Patriots. I know. Oh, uh, Ravens. Lions, Vikings. Vikings. Texas, the Bears. Um. I want Justin Fields to get the win, but I, I just think the Texans have a better team right now, which is weird to say. Jaguars, Chargers. Ooh, uh, Chargers. Rams, but the Jags keep it closer than expected. Rams, Cardinals. I just say how much I hate the Jags. I'll say it again. I hate the Jags. Uh, Rams, Cardinals. Um, Rams, Cardinals. 
Oh, Rams. Packers, Bucks. Packers, without Mike Evans, I don't know who catches. I mean, are they going to get Scotty Miller 200 catches? I don't know. Yeah, Packers. Would he be, wouldn't this be the one time where I have a halfway decent tight end on one of my fantasy football leagues and he goes and jacks it up? But at least it's only one game, so we'll, we'll survive. We'll get, we'll get through it. Uh, Falcons, Seahawks. Oh, man, the battle of worst. Um, Seahawks. This is an interesting matchup. 49ers against the Broncos. Oh, man. The Broncos have looked so bad, and Nathaniel Hackett looks like he couldn't he couldn't coach on, like, Tecmo Bowl with Bo Jackson. Um, I'm taking the Niners. I just the, – the Broncos yeah, have given I, you nothing to be excited about. Oh, yeah, got Russell Wilson. Come on now. Come on. <laughs> no, but he, but he, he hasn't looked good at all. No, he hasn't. You're absolutely right. Cowboys, Giants. <laughs> These two teams look like crap. <laughs> the Giants are like the worst 2-0 team I've ever seen. Um, and the Cowboys are playing without Dak Prescott. So for that reason, I'm going to say the Giants become the worst-looking 3-0 team I've ever seen. <laughs> See, each week going to be the worst looking uh, whatever. The worst looking 3-0, 4 go like 17-0 and, and, and have like a, a margin of victory of like 1.2 points. We're going we're gonna to create it and we'll, we'll have you do a segment on the website or something. Which by the way, by the way, I got a sneak preview of the new website. Got a sneak preview of the new website this week, guys. I'm super duper excited. Uh, thanks, Steve Wilson, for helping us get all that put together. Uh, and we're really going to be uh, fine-toothing that up. And, it, it, you know, the rough track of it all looks good. And we eventually are going to be having some T-shirts and bobbleheads. So we're going to have Adam's bobblehead, and that head's just going to be going back and forth the entire time. <laughs> and and, and, uh, and Adam created a new sheet, uh, T-shirt for us last week, which we're going to get put together. Um, respect the Woody. Just so you know, right. it's coming. It's it's going to be a thing, Adam. It's going to be a thing. Sounds Respect good. the Woody. All right, Adam Jividen, Super Browns fan, Super Buckeyes fan. See what happens with the Wisconsin Badgers. And uh, Super Duper, of the Duper last week, Cavaliers fan. Any final words of wisdom, sir? I know you got to get to your destination. We appreciate you jumping on as always, sir. No, I mean, I mean, I think this is the week that we start to see, especially in college football, uh, the contenders and the pretenders start to separate themselves. So watch not only who wins, but how they win. Um, and that's going to be the big thing. And then enjoy those two games tonight at night, uh, Texas A&M and Arkansas. If you've got a DVR, which who doesn't have a DVR now, set it, because both of those games should be tremendous. So here's, here's the thing. Real quick, uh, Adam. Nobody has a DVR anymore. Nobody does. Everything's well, got all, like on my Apple. Virtually record. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Do you still got you a machine I mean. underneath your TV that DVR that you just click? No, I, I just I <laughs> you still I have stream. I okay. I don't. Yeah, I, I stream too. my my stuff, but it all just it all saves on the DVR, which is I don't know what else to call it. So it is. It, yes, yeah. set your recording for the game. 
I, I didn't know if you still had one of those little boxes under your TV. Remember they called it the TiVo? The TiVo was... I'm pretty sure that DVR uh, was invented by, like, a Baptist pastor who got tired of missing <laughs> football games on Sunday afternoon. And, and you know what? I know the background behind that joke, so I, that's even funnier to me, Adam. That's even funnier <laughs> to me. <laughs> All right, buddy. You be safe. We'll, we'll talk with you again, sir. All right. We'll see you, Tom. Thanks. Adam, Jim, and Ed doing our college football to help us with the NFL segment. Uh, Steve's out. You got me for racing. We'll be right back right here on the Balance Radio Network. go to geico.com car insurance can be confusing like swedish techno confusing bark bark meow meow dance with me purple cow bark bark meow meow Ooh, you lovely cow geico makes it easy with 24 7 access all you have to do is go to geico.com and you can save money on car insurance it just makes sense unlike you know dance with me purple cow i like your mood When you don't go to Geico.com, car insurance can be hard. Like, early 90s heavy metal hard. I'm yelling and screaming and I'm loud. Roar. Geico makes it easy. You can review and update your policy or report a claim on Geico.com or the Geico mobile app. Because shouldn't we all have a little less stress in our lives? I'm not even upset about anything. Morning face. You get it when you don't sleep well. This is what happened to Linda. Morning, guys. Good morning. Ah, what is that thing? It's me, Linda. Oh, my God, it talks. Run! No, it's me, Linda, from HR. It looks hungry. Save the children. Save them. Stay back. I've got mace. No, they're my eyes. We're moving. It's called beauty sleep for a reason. And there's never been a better time to get some. Get 20% off IKEA salt and mattresses. IKEA. Love your home. Oh, hi. Uh, hey. Seen on the board, do you guys have Black Rifle coffee here? <laughs> no, I'm sorry. We only carry good small batch coffee here. Well, it is great small batch coffee. Well, that really can't be unless it's Fresh roasted, so I don't, you know. Well, it is fresh roasted. I don't, I don't think you know what that means. You know what this is? This is masa lekwa pique, which of course in the Indonesian language, oh, let me finish. In the Indonesian language, it's weasel coffee. You just made that up. No, it's been passed through their digestive tract. That's disgusting. And then it's nature's wet processing. Yeah, but is it good? I mean, it's all right. Are they? Investor philanthropists, do they support good causes? Yeah, tons of causes. Veterans causes and first responder causes, but it doesn't matter because they make good coffee. So that's what I'm wanting. Do you have any? You know what? Actually, I'm, I'm just going to order it. 
They make it fresh and roasted. Okay. Right. Black Rifle Coffee. It's good. I got I can't believe it. I've been playing 4-on-4 four four with a barbershop quartet. Nah, I can't believe how easy it was to save hundreds of dollars on my car insurance with Geico. Yeah. Believe it. Geico could save you 15% or more on car insurance. For more unbelievable. History, don't know much biology, don't know much about a science book, don't know much about the French I took, but I do know that I love you, and I know that if you love me. Mandy Pepperidge, well, I haven't seen you since we... Go away. I'm sorry, I can only stay a minute. Let me buy you some lunch. Oh, you've got your lunch. Well, how about some milk? You got your milk, too. Well, can I just massage your thighs while you eat? Do I have to leave? Is this any way to treat an intimate friend? behind got no way to prove it so maybe i'm lying but i'm only human after all i'm only human after all don't put your blame on me all right welcome back to the balance my name's tom mark what's out president hey i'm only human after all don't put the blame on me well that seems to be the colt's uh marching song this week i, I you know i i get I'm not mad at the team. I'm passionate about the team. And like I said, I'm very particular about my game day routine. Trust me, there's people in my life that will totally agree with that. I think we need a poll up somewhere. Maybe Melissa can get it up on social media. Darius Leonard, you need to go. I mean, she. Shaquille Leonard, you need to go back to using Darius. What the heck is that about? Please, somebody help me understand. I don't know. I don't get it. I don't care. It needs to go back. You haven't even been on the field. I I, I know you're injured and that sort of stuff. It's all right. We'll, we'll, go, we'll go with that. We'll roll with that. But at the same time, we need you to get back to normal. We need Jonathan Taylor to get in the game. Matt Ryan, we brought you here. You were not supposed to be our savior. I never expected you to be our savior. What I do expect is for you to earn the money that we're paying you. My, my employer expects the same of me, and I'm sure all of our listeners expect the same of that. And, you know, I'll, I'll climb off my soapbox here. I said I was going to do that, but I, I, I had to just get in uh, – I just had to get in a little little extra jab, if you will. Jab. I'm losing confidence. And I, I tell you what, the, the, the unfortunate thing is I know how good Kansas City is. So we might be going 0-3, and I'm going to tell you, 
here in the Indianapolis market, uh, which that's where we're located, high atop the Balance Studios in the west suburbs of Indianapolis. Uh, that's where we're at. So, you know, all this malarkey about staying biased, there's, there's nobody in sports casting that doesn't have their own team. Uh, so, yeah, maybe you got to stay biased in, in certain, certain things. But, you know, at the same time, they're called your home team for a reason. You know, Ed Kratz, no, 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 no doubt about it, Ed Kratz's favorite team is the Philadelphia Eagles. Not just because it's their employer, but that's his team. He grew up there in that area. So he's an Eagles guy. Adam Jividen, he's a Browns guy. Let's let's stop with the well, you gotta you gotta you gotta stay neutral. No you don't. No you don't. Freak that. No you don't. Freak that. That's gonna go on to go on a t shirt. Guys, I'm making a note I'm I've got my notepad for shirts. Get yours shirt order in soon. Uh but anyway, I digress. Or, or am I really digressing? Am I really going off track? I don't know. Maybe I am, maybe I'm not. You've got me for the next, oh, 20 minutes, 25 minutes or so. So 917-889-8516 is our digits. Give me a call. We're going to talk some NASCAR here in just a moment. Uh, Steve couldn't join us today, our official NASCAR contributor, but the playoffs roll on into um, roll on into week three of the playoffs, I think. I think that's where we're at. Uh, and, and, guys, honestly, race the champions. I, I think that's it. We'll get that up on social media for you too. Great show. It's a great documentary, docu-series, if you will. They, it's very like it. I liken it a lot to the um, 30 for 30 uh, in the huddle, you know, the ones that HBO did for a bit. They're Well, they're still doing it. They, they did one with the Colts. They did one with the Raiders. I think this past season they did with the Lions, uh, or the season currently now is with the Lions, but it's a lot like that. Check it out, and uh, it's really good. Like it, like it, like that. Hey, you know, we just had the uh, NHRA um, U.S. Nationals here in Indianapolis, out in Brownsburg, not too far from here. Um, and I love the Nationals. And we don't talk about it enough on this show, but I do. I do. I thought it was interesting this past week, uh, uh, and he, he'll he'll be in it again this week. Tony Stewart is in the broadcast booth for the NHRA, which is a little bit of a different twist. Um, but I, I thought, well, that's really interesting. And I was watching a little bit of that race on, on TV last week. And so, yeah, uh, Tony Stewart, he'll return to the Fox uh, broadcast booth for the elimination rounds of the, of the NHRA Nationals at Maple Grove Raceway. Um, certainly NASCAR Hall of Famer and first year NHRA team owner. A lot of people didn't know that, but he, he owns the NHRA, NHRA team. Um, I just cannot talk today. Uh, those of you who don't know what NHRA is, it's the National Hot Rod Association. It's the dragsters. It's the cars. It's it's those cars. Um, so he'll be back in there. And, uh, so very cool, actually. I, I think it is. I, I like Tony Stewart. Tony was like your, you know, you got Tony, you got Dale Jr. I mean, not Dale Jr., Dale Sr., and, and now you add the Bush brothers, and and, and, and we go on. Can we add Noah Gregson to that? I, I don't know. That, that story is still being told. But I would say Tony was your pioneer, ultimate 
maybe not even pioneer, but he certainly uh, was a bad guy. And not a bad guy per se, but you know, being in media, being around Tony, having it, he is. He's got his good days. He's got his bad days. But we'll see what happens. Hey guys, real quick, I want to ha- talk about my Homer teams. Yeah, I know Squirrel. I gotta gotta get him out of here. But last night, watched it. Albert Pujols hits his one. I mean, hits hits his one hundred. He's way past that. Hits his seven hundredth uh, home run. Now that is just an accomplishment. That well, it's only it's only been done by what three other people. So. Um, and at that very moment, at that very moment, he became first round, um, first round uh, Hall of Famer. I guarantee it. Guarantee it. Got Hank Aaron, Hank Aaron up there, with 700 home runs. The Babe, Babe Ruth. I don't, I don't, I don't give credit to uh, Barry Bonds because he was all in that steroid stuff. I know everybody's going to tell me everybody but Babe Ruth was using roids. I don't have time to get into the roid conversation. What I can tell you is Albert Pujols, Big Poppy, what was his name? I don't know. Albert Pujols, certainly legendary Cardinal player, went to play with the Angels for a while, and he went rogue for a little bit, and he's back with the Cardinals. Um, St. Louis Cardinals get a great win yesterday. So we'll see what happens there. They're looking good. They're looking solid. But, yes, hats off to Albert Pujols, undoubtedly one of my favorite baseball players. Baseball is my favorite team, my favorite game. So I I live and breathe the St. Louis Cardinals uh, for you that that may or may not know that. We'll see what what happens. Uh, I say I digress. I don't. This is my show. I I I can control so many things and go in so many different directions. <laughs> but we got the playoffs. Playoffs at Texas. Um, you know, a, a lot of people came into this and said, hey, I like Kyle Busch. You know, Kyle Busch, Tyler Reddick, Kevin Harvick, Austin Sindrick are, are, were all eliminated from the 2022 NASCAR playoffs as, as the field was trimmed uh, from 16 to 12 drivers after last Saturday's race in Bristol. Now, is the remaining 12 postseason drivers will have three races before the next cut to eight, beginning with the Auto Trader Echo Park Automotive 500. You know, I remember when we just called it the Automotive 500, or we just called it the Texas Motor Speedway 500. That'll be tomorrow, 3.30. Kyle Larson is obviously the defending uh, champion for this race. He also won the 2021 All-Star Race the one-and-a-half-mile oval in Fort Worth. And, of course, we know he is the defending Cup Series champion. Would love to, to would love to have another win with him and, and with championship, back-to-back titles. That would be cool. And, you know, I think we, we've talked a lot about Kyle Larson on this show and, you know, what happened and, and, and how he bounced back from that to come back to win a championship. And maybe you're not a, the biggest race fan. Maybe you don't know what happened. And, you know, back when we were having issues with uh, the, the, the COVID and, and not being able to go to racetracks, they had these simulator races. So they basically raced virtually, counted for points and so forth. Um, 
Kyle dropped the N-word, which we will not use on this show, but you know what that word is. Um, and he was – he lost sponsors. They were threatened – they all, well, they did. They did suspend him. They could have been for life. And But then he went into the world of outlaws and really began to have a comeback. He did a lot of sensitivity stuff, a lot of sensitivity training, went through a lot of stuff, and really checked off the box that – NASCAR really set it up for him. So, hey, you know, if you can do all this, we'll give you a second chance. And it was a lot. There's a lot that people don't know, but there was a lot inside of that uh, that he had to do. A lot of training, a lot of sensitivity, a lot of uh, um, public awareness, a lot of uh, PSA stuff, a lot of charity stuff. He had to do a lot of that. But he, he, he talked about the story about how it started off, okay, I just got to check off these boxes. Yes, I apologize. I shouldn't have used that word. So this, so it started off, he said, it started off with just me doing, um, going through the motions. And then he began to realize, wait, this is more than going through the motions. This is life-changing for me. And so when he began to change his attitude, he began to really develop into the person that we know now. Obviously, he's he's got a, a wife and a, and a son, um, or maybe it's a daughter, but he's got a child. And so uh, he, he went into the world of outlaws. He began to win races in the world of outlaws. He's still racing in the world of outlaws. He's still doing a lot of the charity stuff that he's not required to do now, but he is he's, he's continuing to do that. And then so they NASCAR let him back in last year. He came back and won the championship last year, and now he's 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 in a position where he could win back-to-back titles. I mean, so if, you, if you're looking for somebody to, to root for with a good story, there you go, Kyle Larson. He's listed at 13-2 and two in the latest uh, 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 DraftKings uh, sportsbook, while uh, Denny Hamlin is the 11-2 favorite. Uh, there are a total of eight drivers in the NASCAR uh, Texas field, odds of 10 or 1, uh, so keep your eye on that uh, as far as that goes. So let's talk a little bit about who, who we're looking at um, with w- w- some of the storylines, if you will. And, uh, you know, we got to the round of 12. Are we ready for the round of 12 um, in Texas? Now, that's a fast track. Uh, it's maybe not as fast as here in Indianapolis, but it is definitely up there. It is definitely one of the fastest tracks. And I think it is uh, restricted plate track racing. I'm pretty sure about that. So this is where I rely on my experts like Steve Wilson, editor-in-chief of SpeedwayDigest.com. Hey, check that out, really, seriously, because uh, he has everything from any type of racing that you can think of. So here's, here's what will happen today. Uh, the teams will have 20 minutes of practice today, uh, which you can check that out on USA NBC Sports app. Um, with teams broken into A and B. Once, once both groups have completed their practice sessions, single cars, single – Lap qualifying will begin and starting lineup at 1:20 Eastern. Uh, with the postseason underway, uh, playoff drivers and teams will be ordered by their previous race met, uh, metrics uh, to Group A or B. So the fastest overall drivers from each group will advance to the final round of qualifying, where those 10 drivers drivers will set um, one more time lap for the fight for the Bush Light Pole Award. We'll see how that, that goes. Some of the story lines in this race, let's talk about Chris Busher's uh, uh, Bristol victory marked 
a record of 19 different winners through 27 races this year, uh, tying 1956, 1958, 1961, and 2001 for the most winners in the single season. So that's a pretty good accomplishment for Chris Buescher. And that was a really kind of a surprise win. We watched that race here. And then night at Bristol, they don't get any better than night at Bristol. Come on. Come on. So only three of the eight active cup champions are still uh, yeah, playoff eligible. Joey Logano from 2018, Chase Elliott from 2020, and as we just talked about, uh, Kyle Larson from 2021. Um, and then eight of the last 14 races in 22 were won, were won by drivers getting their first win in the season, including each of the last four. Christopher Bell is having the best season of his career. Three poles, 10 top fives, 17 top 10, 417 laps led, four stage wins. Well, that's pretty remarkable. Christopher Bell, I like him too. Um, the driver leading the most laps won only two of, of the last 10 races in, in 2022. Uh, Busher at Bristol, Reddick at, here at Indy at the road course. So we're going to see what happens. Um, this is the this is getting down to the nitty gritty. This is down to the nitty gritty. Of course, Goodyear tires is going to be a big thing going on behind the Goodyear tor- tires. So I like the Toyotas. I mean, the Toyotas have been notably quick in, in the mile and a half tracks uh, throughout 22. And you know, I'm talking about the sports books. Those are the things that they look at and. Denny Hamlin is the three-time uh, Texas winner. Uh, in a, of course, his odds are six to one. So maybe take a look at him in the DraftKings uh, folder there on your on your sportsbook. And, and of course, you got the Toyota by Ryan Blaney. Um, you got Joe Gibbs, uh, Christopher Bell, uh, the number 20, twenty Toyota. Toyota is, is doing a great great deal. So and. I totally forgot what I was going to say. <laughs> I hate it when that happens. I hate it when that happens. Nine one seven eight nine eight five one six is our digits. If you want to talk a little bit of racing, if you want to talk a little college football, NFL, uh, we'd be glad to to jump into the conversation with you. Um, so. One of the things that, that I saw in a press release this week was uh, Dale Earnhardt announced that a series of levels of executive level promotion to strengthen his overall enterprise. I, why do I bring that up? Why do I think that's important? If we think about what, some of the things that we've talked about on this show for the last couple of years, but especially this year, we talked a lot about it around Indy, is this new charter that's going to be opening up next year and the following year. For and charters mean uh, owners to be able to buy teams and and so forth. And Kelly Earnhardt has been silently working behind the scenes. That's, that's the sister, a uh, chief executive officer, uh, but he's a, it's a, the sister of Dale Jr. I've got her book. You should check that out. But they she's quietly been uh, making promotions, making executive changes, all the things you see happen prior to a new charter or a new team. When you think about charters, you think about uh, Penske, you think about Joe Gibbs Racing, you think about RGR. Those are your big teams. 
that you you have teams running in the Xfinity race and the NASCAR race. Well, that's what's going on here. So if we're if we are to read into the tea leaves, which we are, that's what we do here. Um, then, you know, I know, I I know, I know, I know, I know. And Dale Jr. is on his podcast and publicly saying, no, I don't know where everybody's getting this. Well, it's things like this, and, and I know everybody doesn't get the press releases like I do, uh, but you can get them like, if, you're, if you're so inclined. Uh, but, um, yeah, it's not like you have to have a top secret security clearance or anything. But a lot of this stuff comes out in that, and I'm, I'm seeing this happen with Dale Jr. So when the charters are awarded – next year for next year at the end of this year uh, we're going to go back and we're going to listen to what i'm saying to you right now dell jr racing racing company racing team will have a at least one car in the cup series and of course he has a few cars in the xfinity but at least one car is in the cup series am i bold enough to say that that's still going to be owned be owned by noah gregson yeah, I am. I think Noah Gregson will be that guy in that car. We, I mean, I think we already know that to be to be the case. So we'll see what happens. But we're talking about the Bush brothers, and one of the biggest surprises so far is Kyle Bush leaving Joe Gibbs Racing. More, more importantly, that Joe Gibbs Racing says, you know what, Kyle, go ahead. We'll, we'll let you go. We're not even going to challenge you moving to another organization, which – really baffles me because he's won him a championship. He's did so much. Of course, as Eminem and MR's sponsor went away, uh, as they announced that they're no, no longer going to be a part of the NASCAR circuit, what we, what we feel like is going to happen here, this is going to be um, a move where Ty Dillon is going to be moving into the um, Cup Series. So, Kyle Busch was introduced uh, by Richard Childers Racing. He'll drive the number eight car. I don't think anybody's surprised about that because Tyler Reddick, he's moving on to. So Kyle Busch will move to the Richard Childers Racing next season. And in a 15-year career, so he was with them 15 years. And Joe Gibbs Racing said, you know, we're just not going to negotiate with you. I know what you want. We know what you're looking for. Richard Childers like, hey. We'll pay you what you want and more. Uh, so he'll drive the number eight car for Chevrolet and Childers. And this announcement was made last week. I think we even talked about it on the show. Um, but it was made at the, at the Hall of Fame. Uh, he has two championships for for uh, Joe Gibbs uh, Racing. So Richard Childers said, you know what? You're not liking it to this. Peyton Manning. I'm going back to my Colts. Peyton Manning is never coming back to the Colts, going to the Broncos. The Broncos are like, okay, if the Colts don't want you, we do, you know. And he had his choice of where he wanted to. I know he, he looked at a, an odd team, but he went to the Broncos, won a Super Bowl with the Broncos. That's that's what I kind of feel like happened there. Uh, uh, Joe Gibbs Racing told Kyle Busch, yeah, we don't want you. Uh, Richard Childress says, we do. Tyler Reddick, though, remember I mentioned him, he's currently – Competing for the Cup Championship in the number eight Chevrolet, uh, which will and will remain under contract at RCR and will drive the the team next season. 
um, in July that he told Childress that he's going to be moving to uh, 23XL Racing, which most of you guys know that's uh, Bubba Wallace's team, which is owned uh, by Denny Hamlin and Michael Jordan. Yes, the Michael Jordan, the one, the only. Want to be like Mike, that Mike, that guy. He's got his hands in a little bit of everything. Uh, so, uh, and, and, and Bubba Wallace, let's let's be real. He's he's doing he's doing good. I I, I kind of was less than impressed when he was here in Indianapolis when he was doing their grid walk. But you know, you never know what's going on. It seemed like he had a huge unneeded, unnecessary entourage. But that's okay. We. He's a race car driver and let, let him have it. Most most drivers walk down the grid with their girlfriends, wives, kids, maybe something like that. Bubba Wallace had well nine or ten people with him. I don't I don't I don't know. I don't get it. So we'll see. We'll see how all this plays out. And like I said, Bubba, Bubba Wallace has been winning races. He won in Kansas. Won his second career NASCAR uh, race, uh, and, he, and he beat his balls. He beat Denny Hamlin. Uh, exciting for Bubba Wallace. We'll see what, what happens in. My name is Tom Marcus El Presidente. Uh, this has been The Balance. We appreciate you joining us. It was, today's show was Showdown in the Big Ten. Showdown in the Big Ten. Of course, that is going to be the big matchup today. It's going to be Ohio State and Wisconsin. Uh, had uh, Adam Jevedin on board with us today to break down college football and the NFL and the only way the NFL and the only way that Adam can do it. Adam's been a part of the, the show for a while now, a few years. He is uh, the ultimate energizer bunny. And I love it. He brings a lot of energy to the show. He's, he's so knowledgeable to have as, as a resource uh, for college football, especially he's our college football co, uh, co, uh, cohort, if you will, uh, Cap, uh, partner in crime. Uh, Rick Riggin stepped away. Uh, we we missed him on the show, but we know that he had some uh, other things going on with work and things. He just had only had so much time in his life, and so I certainly understand that he wants to give that time back to his family. So he'll he'll make some cameo appearances. But Adam is Adam Adam will make up our uh, leadership with the college football group. Uh, Ed Kratz, beat writer for the Philadelphia Eagles and SI.com, our official NFL contributor, uh, can't join us. He's got obligations, obviously, with the Philly, uh, Phillies, uh, with the Eagles. And then, of course, Steve Wilson, um, editor-in-chief of SpeedwayDigest.com, uh, is our official NASCAR contributor. Uh, he couldn't make it today as well. And then Tony Donahue, the Tony D podcast, he, he handles IndyCar for us, but we, he'll be popping in from time to time. And But, yeah, honestly, uh, we're glad you guys are joining us. If you are listening to us on the podcast right now, go ahead and hit like, because that way we know how awesome you are. We know how awesome we are. I mean, come on. Come on. <laughs> and soon in coming, I, I keep teasing. I, like I said, I saw – a preview of the website, the new website this week, and you guys are going to be excited for this. This is good, and so just stand by with me a little bit longer. We're about 70 to 80 percent there, so not much longer, and we're going to have our big launch of the website. Really excited to have that, and and I know a lot of the things that are going on behind the scenes, and then once we get it launched, I know some things that are going to be happening uh, to really uh, spruce up our site and make it look top-notch. And um, 
the person I've got doing that, I, I have so much confidence that she's going to be able to help me with that. So uh, Annie will help me with that, uh, getting that spruce up. Of course, Steve will work in the background. So our website is coming soon. This is not a drill. This is the real deal. It is coming soon. So the phase two of that, we're going to be having our e-com shop open where you can get uh, bobbleheads bobble and T-shirts and coffee mugs and all different kinds of things. And we'll try our best to have that open before the holiday season so that you can get the balanced stuff uh, for your your rollout for the holidays. I'm Tom Marquis, El Presidente. Uh, make sure you're following us on the Twitter, at T-Balance. And uh, coming soon, the website. But Facebook, just hit the balance and just hit like. My name is Tom Marquis, El Presidente. Don't drink and drive it in cool. I'm out of here. This is... Join us next week for The Balance. In the meantime, check us out on Twitter, T-Balance, or Facebook, The Balance, or online at www.thebalanceonline.com.